the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Ron Geyer Roofing. The Bible describes events that will mark the last days, or end times. 2 Timothy 3.1 says, This know also, that in the last days perilous times shall come. Matthew 24.44 tells us, Therefore you must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour when you do not expect Him. Bible teacher Ron Geyer leads us through Scripture that will help us to remain strong in the Lord. End Time Insights with Bible teacher Ron Geyer starts now. Good evening, family. Ron Geyer with End Time Insights. Welcome back. We appreciate having you. I thank the Lord. He gives us a voice to speak. And the Bible says that the entrance of God's word giveth light. We trust that we're turning lights on in your spirit. I love the principle behind the new birth being born again. You know, basically the people in the earth today that don't have a relationship with God, they are dead. And what happens is the Holy Spirit comes and lives inside us and he brings light and life. Our spirits are now alive unto the things of God. And I love that. So you can read the Bible once you get saved. And the entrance of your word does give light. Open down mine eyes, Father, that I would behold wondrous things out of the law, your law. So we have an, a receptivity now to the word of God. So when I speak to you the word of God, you should have all these antennas going up, these alarms going off. This is life. This is the word of God. This is the creator speaking to me. Not that I am him, but that I am representing him to you. And the conduit by which we connect with God is always the word of God. So we're talking about wrath. This is three or four. And uh, most people don't think that we are under wrath. They don't understand. And yet I'm going to explain that. This is titled America under the wrath of God. And I'm going to read Romans 1 uh, verses 15, 16, 17, and 18 to you again. This is the hallmark scripture. It begins with the gospel, and the gospel begins with the fact that man is a sinner. Verse 15, so as much as in me is, writes Paul, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein in the gospel of God is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. And then here's where we're focusing on again today, verse 18, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and against all unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. People tell me uh, that America is still a Christian nation. I struggle with that. I find that highly offensive, if the truth be told, that one could look at the degradation, the moral filth, the political and the social corruption in our land, and that we could associate that with God. I would never say that. Now, we may have been, and we were founded on Christian principles, and we were founded by men of God, and we built a constitution on the word of God. Matter of fact, when we ratified the constitution, every state at that point, all 13, ratified the Bible, the laws of the Bible as their 
documents that they're founding documents in their charter. And we've come a long way from that, baby. But uh, people tell me America's a Christian nation, and I, I say no, that, that is not just the truth anymore. That might be the character of the God that you serve, this moral degradation, this moral filth, this political and social corruption, but that's not the character of the God that I serve, and he will not be associated with that, and I will not allow it when people are talking to me. They deny that God is pouring out his wrath on our nation. They don't understand that his judgment and his wrath are here, and rightly so, I would say. What is it somebody said? I think it was Billy Graham's wife or his daughter said that, um, you know, if God doesn't judge America for its sin, then he owes Sodom and Gomorrah an apology because he judged them quite harshly. And here we are. And I'm sure that our wickedness far surpasses anything that happened in uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. Anyway, but uh, they say God would never do that to America. He loves us too much. We've done so much good for the kingdom of heaven. We are the leading nation in this and that and everything. There are many Christians praying for America, they tell me. We are coming back. You know, something like Asbury happens. Oh, God's pouring out revival upon our land. Everything's going to be honky-dory. Oh, Trump's running again. Oh, everything's going to be great. (sighs) Come on, people. You know, there are many Christians that are thinking that they're praying. They're using the scripture. What is it? Second Chronicles, right? They can pray that till the cows come home. But that verse, if my people, we can just throw that verse out because we can't even get through the first word of that verse, if, without disobedience. We haven't done the if, so then don't bother quoting the rest of it. If my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, we haven't done any of that. We haven't repented. We haven't turned from our wicked ways. We're not seeking the face of God. I mean, you know, we did it all the time. We quote the then leaving off the if the promises of God are conditional. We must learn how to obey God. And that's why we're here today to talk to you. The biblical truth is we are under God's judgment and we are under his wrath and both are here in our nation in great measure right now. The good news is both have a window and a purpose for repentance within them, but they are still here to punish us for our sin and our rebellion and our outright rejection of God and his laws. How can you say that, Ron? I didn't say that. God said that. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. Okay, well then, is there ungodliness in America? I think. Is there unrighteous behavior in America? You bet there is. Well then, guess what else is going to be here? The wrath of God, because it's revealed against all ungodliness of man, all unrighteousness of men. America now is a land of ungodliness and unrighteousness. Therefore, there is wrath here as well as any other nation. It's a biblical principle. Where ungodliness and unrighteousness dwell, there will be the wrath of God. This wrath takes many forms. It can be in the form of earthquakes, famine, storms, plagues, climate change, tsunamis, crop failure. I'll go on. Plagues, lightnings. I said that twice, plagues, lightnings, hail, war, sickness, and death. It can take the form of lawlessness. It can look like depraved sexual activity being allowed to run rampant across our land, unrestrained. It can look like God giving us over to godly representation in our government. It can take the form of tribulation, endless suffering, uncontrolled violence, all of which are evidences of America being under God's wrath. 
If ungodliness and unrighteousness of men is everywhere, then so too will be evidences of God's wrath and judgment everywhere. That's just a spiritual principle. Ungodliness. It's basically, it's man's behavior which defines his relationship with God. You're either the righteousness of God or you're not. Ungodliness is the state of mankind who do not have a righteous relationship with God. It means we don't act like we know God. And of course, how can you act like you know God if you don't know God? Because we don't know God. The sin is we don't desire to know God. That's where we're held accountable. We are not interested in having a relationship with God. We don't seek after God. We care little for his book. We have presumed the position of lords over our own lives. That, my friends, is ungodliness. Unrighteousness is the fruit of that. It's the behavior towards our fellow man that comes from a broken relationship with our creator. Our lack of peace with God causes us to act in a manner that deprives us of peace with our fellow man. Are you following this? Which, of course, leads to wars and fighting and distrust and envy and greed and opposition towards our own fellow man. All of this ungodliness, all of this unrighteousness stems from the fact they hold the truth in unrighteousness. It means their behavior denies the truth. Their existence opposes truth. This is MacArthur, and he explains it pretty well. Now the wrath is revealed from heaven, then, first of all, in the moral order of God's creation. I mean, you you do things that are immoral, and you pay a price. Because the world is made on moral law, God created a moral earth. You live in a dissolute life, a degenerate life, an evil life, And there will be consequences. That's because it's a moral law. It's a moral land. And it's from heaven because heaven makes the rules. So you got that? God made us to be moral people. He created the earth to sustain moral life. We wrote our constitution for the moral. John Adams said this constitution isn't written for the ungodly. This constitution is written for a moral people, which is why you see now President Biden and his band of evil people fighting to destroy the Constitution, fighting to remove it as the ultimate law of the land. When a president takes the oath, he takes an oath to defend the Constitution because that Constitution was written with a moral society in mind. We are no longer a moral society, and that is why our Constitution is under assault. But yes, God created earth, mankind to be moral people, to live in a moral world order. And now, because of our rejection of him, God has a right to his wrath. He is perfectly righteous. He is perfectly holy. Well, then he must judge and he must punish sin. You know, people say God loves everybody. That is not true. The Bible says God is angry with the wicked every day. The Bible says God hates those who work iniquity. He hates those who are quick and shedding innocent blood. He hates all liars. I mean, come on, folks, we've got to read the word of God. Don't listen to the voice of man. Let the Holy Spirit give you revelation. God must judge, punish sin, and he does. Jesus, however, the good news, judged sin himself. He took its punishment on the cross. And for those who repent of their sin and accept the sacrificial death of Christ for their punishment, then we too will be raised in newness of life with Christ. Hallelujah, that's the new birth. And we escape the wrath because there's the children of wrath. They are appointed to wrath, but then there's the children of God. And no, we are not appointed unto wrath, but eternal salvation. There's a difference. 
But understand, yes, we still live in this fallen world. Don't forget, we have been saved out of this fallen world, but we still live in this fallen world. And what happens to this fallen world will also happen to us as long as we are here. It rains on the just and on the unjust. But God keeps us safe in it regarding our salvation. Hallelujah. But America, which has fully rejected God, is witnessing the extreme aspect of God's wrath as a whole. Between God's abandonment of us for our abandonment of him and his laws, between our rejection of him, he has a right to reject us, his guiding blessing. We don't get them anymore because we're opposing God. His comforting hand of grace. We haven't received that anymore because we said we don't want it. We don't want you, God. We don't want your grace. We don't want your Messiah. We don't want your laws. We want to run our own lives. Well, then grace will rarely be seen. Even though it's there, the opportunity to get saved is still available. And we don't like his judgments. And we don't like anything that he has for us because we think we are not deserving of him and his punishment. We don't want it. We rejected him. We say, no, thank you, God. But that's why he speaks to us now, because we don't read the word of God. We don't let the word of God speak to us. Hebrews 1, 1 and 2. God, who at many times and in many ways spoke in times past unto the fathers, the Jewish fathers, by the prophets, hath in these last days, we are in the last days, spoken unto us by his Son. He speaks to us through Jesus and his word. Hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also... Christ made the worlds. So the problem is because we don't listen to the word of God, because we have no ear for truth. The Bible in Isaiah's day said truth is falling in the streets. Where are the men who are valiant for the truth? I'm here. I'll speak the truth, Father. I'll take the consequences. I'll pay the penalties. But the Lord is known by the judgments which he executes, Psalms 9.16. God speaks to us. He wants to speak to us through Jesus Christ, but we've rejected Jesus. We've rejected God. We've rejected his Messiah. We've rejected his laws. So he still loves us. He still wants to speak to us. He still wants to correct us. He can do that through the church. But it seems the church has gone silent. The church is full of error right now. So he has to use judgments. And he speaks to us through and in those judgments. Psalm nine sixteen: The Lord is known by the judgment which he executes. The wicked is snared by the work of his own hands. But the Lord is known to who? To the righteous, the church. We're supposed to be announcing what these judgments are here for. You know, if our churches would preach the whole true gospel, then God could speak to us and we might not need these judgments. But God, he's only honor bound to confirm his word. Yet man's word has crept into the gospel. Man's word is filling our churches. We are reasoning away the strength of truth. We are using our own mind. COVID, uh, I talked about that as the judgment of God. God sent COVID. People tell me, no, we didn't. Satan from the pit of hell. I go, no, that's a judgment of God. He wants our attention. We're off the path. We're going down the wrong road. We won't hear the voice of the Lord through Jesus Christ. We won't read the Bible and talk to God and let his spirit reveal to us what's going on. So he sends judgments. COVID is a judgment. And we need to tell people that, hey, man, that's just the beginning. As long as we stay on the wrong road, God will continue to send us judgments. Why? Sorry. He loves us. That's why. You know, my dad would punish me, right? If I asked mom, uh, and maybe the first time, second time I got away with it, but eventually I'd get a backhand across the face. And when it was really serious, I would not be allowed to go play baseball. (laughs) That was terrible. How could God say he loved me? He wouldn't let me play baseball. That was my dad. 
Well, I mean, that's, that was my number one love. Well, God is the same way. He wants us to live holy. He wants us to know that he's real. He wants us to, to receive that his wisdom is best for our lives. But when we go down our own path, he has to correct us because he's not willing that any should perish. How many of us got our attention at 9-11? That's right. They said the churches were full for the first month or so after that in America, after 9-11, and it worked. But the churches failed to call that what it was. The churches failed to associate with that with God's corrective hand. Instead, we blamed Muslim demons. Instead, we blamed things that weren't behind it. Understand something. What's going on in Maui now, right? Those wild storms. Understand what's going on in California, right? We've got all these hurricanes in California. They don't get hurricanes. They've got flooding. They don't flood. What's going on there? That's God. He's judging them. He's speaking to us. He says, hey, get back on the right path. And the church needs to make that association. But the cowardly church, the carnal church, the compromising church refuses to associate that with God. We don't want people to leave our church. We want them to know he's a nice God. We want to see them respond to a woke gospel, a gospel that would never dream of God judging us on the earth, of God punishing us. I remember I was talking about COVID and I was saying, no, that's God's judgment. I was told I was crazy. I was told it's from the pit of hell. I said, they were telling me, Ron, you're crazy. That's not God. These are people that were teaching me. Well, obviously, I don't allow them to teach me anymore. They don't know what they're talking about. Big thing now was denying the sovereignty of God because they say, no, no, no. He's given power to the church and God can't do anything in the earth unless he partners with man. God can't do anything in the earth unless he partners with man. Uh, Hello? You know, the Bible talks about the fact that man can't do anything apart from God. We've got it backwards. You know, I can't think of a higher offense to God than to tell him that he's not sovereign in the earth today. We've really become arrogant in our rebellion towards God. I'm not talking about the world making these claims. I'm talking about the church making these claims. So we see now that God is speaking to us through his judgments and through his wrath. You know, God corrected disobedient Israel through the prophets. Here he corrects disobedient mankind today through Jesus and the word of God. But notice the credibility that God gives to Jesus and the word. God says he appointed Jesus as the heir of everything. For those who deny or question God's sovereignty in the earth today, let me give you the amplified classic version of that verse. But in these last of these days, which we are in, he has spoken to us in the person of a son whom he appointed heir and lawful owner of all things and also by and through whom he created the worlds and the reaches of space and the ages of time he made, produced, built, operated and arranged them in order. This is Jesus. This is the guy that you are saying is not sovereign in the earth that he built. In the earth that he upholds all things by the power of his word or the word of his power. Every single thing that happens is under the direct control of the Lord God. You must understand that. When we deny Jesus, when we deny him his proper voice over us from his word, God being true to his word and allowing us to judge ourselves and to have our own free will, then he must find another way to communicate with us. He must find a stronger, a more definitive, a louder, more clear way of getting through to us. That way is through judgments and wrath. It is God's way of saying, stop, back up, you're off the right path. Proverbs 28, 5. 
Evil men understand not judgment, but they that seek the Lord understand all things. That's right. The wicked won't understand these judgments, this wrath. They don't. They reason it away. That's not the God I want to serve. Unfortunately, that is the God you have to serve. Anyway, this wrath, the church is supposed to, and we are supposed to be explaining to the world what is happening. That's what I'm doing to you right now. I am telling you this is God judging the earth because he's displeased with it. You know, he could just leave us alone and we would annihilate one another. There would be nobody left. But no, he, he's, he's fighting for us and he uses wrath and punishment to get through to us. We blame the devil. Sorry, Satan does not have that power. Satan is the god of the earth's wicked, but he is not the god of the earth. That belongs to God. Satan does not have the authority to use the earth for his purpose. Only God does. You must understand that. Isaiah 26, 9, with my soul, I have desired thee in the night season. Yes, with my spirit within me, I will seek you early, Lord, for when thy judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. Because God loves us and is not willing that any should perish, he sends judgments to man and he pours out his wrath upon us, hoping that his children, the church, will explain to the people of the earth what is happening. What's the message? It's the gospel, of course. Man is a sinner. Man needs a savior. Jesus is the savior. Repent, be born again. Receive the Holy Spirit of life and get your life back in order in fellowship with your creator. If we won't hear Jesus, if we won't obey the word, then God will send events like 9-11 where he said, America, stop sinning. He'll send storms like Katrina where he said, America, quit dividing the Holy Land. He'll send evil to our schools where he says, America, quit aborting your children. Or he'll send wildfires and floods to California where he'll say, America, stop this godless, tyrannical government. Now the compromised carnal church is on this push thinking we can restore righteousness to America by electing good conservative leaders. Proverbs fourteen twelve: there is a way which seems right unto man, but the end are the ways of death. Even the church has lost its way. We have fallen prey to the spirit of apostasy, which has overtaken our nation. We fail to defend God's word. We choose not to speak the truth for fear of offending the godless people in our land. We fear our government more than we fear our God. All of this leads to God's wrath in America. We deserve it, all of it. We need to understand where we are on God's timeline. None of this, this sinful behavior, this righteous judgment, this display of God's wrath, and even the apostate condition of the church, none of this, folks, should take us by surprise. It's all been written. The Bible reading, praying, obedient child of God, he's aware and prepared for what's happening and what comes next. Second Timothy 3 in the message. Message is great. Don't be naive. There are difficult times ahead. As the end approaches, people are going to be self-absorbed, money-hungry, self-promoting, stuck-up, profane, contemptuous of parents, crude, coarse, dog-eat-dog, unbending, slanderers, impulsively wild, savage, cynical, treacherous, ruthless, bloated windbags, addicted to lust and allergic to God. They'll make a show of religion, but behind the scenes, their animals stay clear of these people. This is where we are today, folks. The end is approaching. We're at the end of the church's time here on this earth. Then comes the tribulation where both Israel and those who rejected Christ will be judged. 
My job as a member of the church is to use these calamities, these judgments, the Maui fires, the California hurricanes, the floods, the East Coast storms, the rise of homosexuality and other forms of sexual perversion, the Midwest tornadoes, 9-11, Katrina, godless leaders. I, as a member of Christ's body, am required to warn you that God is speaking to us and he is angry. This rejection of his lordship is a sign that his return is imminent. Lawlessness is rampant, a further sign his return is near. He is calling us to him. Yes, through judgments and punishments. His voice in these is loud and clear. The church is struggling, yet there are still Christians who fear not to call you what you are, a sinner who needs a savior. These calamities are nothing compared to the torment of eternal punishment in hell. We can't judge God by our puny little minds based on our infinitesimal bit of knowledge that we may have. His ways are in our ways. He doesn't think like we do. He always does what's best for us. The message is clear. Repent. Revelation 16, verse 7. And I heard another voice out of the altar say, Even so, Lord God, almighty, true and righteous are your judgments. Yes, the judgment and the wrath of God is true. He's a just God. He does it because he loves us. You may not understand it. You may try to reason it away. But these judgments are here for you. This wrath is here for you because he loves you. Thank you for joining us for End Time Insights with Ron Geyer. Listen again next Sunday night at 8 on 100.7 The Word, where faith comes by hearing. You can also listen to the podcast of this program by going to kkht.com. If you would like to contact Ron, email him at gospelguy at comcast.net. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.